0: Hey y'all, I got a question for you. What's a piece of gear that you maybe have unintentionally overlooked in your rig throughout the years? Well, for me, it's always been guitar cables. I figured, ah, it just goes from the guitar to the amplifier or the guitar to the pedalboard to the amp, and if one breaks, whatever, I'll just go buy another one. No big deal. Thanks to the fine folks at Runway Audio, though, I have finally seen the light Runway Audio is based in Nashville, Tennessee, which is awesome for me because that's right down the road. But it's awesome for you as well because Runway has the best cable on the market. And what makes it the best, you ask? Well, it has the lowest capacitance of any cable on the market right now at 20 picofarads per foot. And pretty much all the capacitance is is the ability to store an electrical charge. The lower the capacitance is, the less tone that it sucks from your cable from your guitar on the way to your amplifier. So if you're in the market for anything cable related, whether it's instrument cables, patch cables, XLR cables, speaker cables, power cables, you name it, Runway Audio has got you covered. And if you go down to my link tree, click the link for Runway Audio, any purchasing you will do, I will get a little bit of a kickback from that, which is always appreciated. So check out all the awesome stuff that Runway Audio is doing and pick something up to get the best tone possible. Welcome back to Man the Helm Podcast. I'm your host, Jake. Before we get to today's episode, um, just to knock out the housekeeping, as per usual, if you want to check me out on any social media platform, you can check me out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Pretty much, if you search Man the Helm, you're probably going to find me there. Um, But if you don't want to do all that, you can scroll down to the show notes. I'll have my link tree down there. Everything will be laid out all nice and neat for you uh, to include any affiliate links, stuff like that. Um, Also, if you'd like to reach out a little bit more personally, you can email me at manthehelmpodcast at gmail.com. I will personally get that email and we can talk about whatever you want. We can talk about life. We can talk about the struggles. We can talk about the good things. Uh, Just no weird stuff. Um, And last but not least, you'll also see a link down there for my Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support this show. Uh, But if Patreon's not your thing, totally get it. The easiest and free way to help support this podcast is to share it with a friend Leave a rating or review wherever you're listening to this. But really, what you're doing right now is the best support I can get for the show. You spending your time listening to this episode. I greatly appreciate every single one of you for taking the time. So, enough of all this. Let's go ahead and get to the episode with Dylan from Dylan Talks Tone. Welcome back to Man the Helm Podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Dylan from Dylan Talks Tone. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? I'm not doing too bad. You know, it's a little chilly here in Tennessee, but it is the season, I suppose. Yeah. Where are you in Tennessee? I'm just north of Nashville in a place called Clarksville. Oh, you're right on the border. Yeah. That's a spot for us when we travel because we're in Augusta, Georgia. So,
1: Okay, yeah. That's like... If we leave on Friday night and head north, Clarksville is usually where. How far we make it, and then we stay over.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a good uh, it's a good spot to kind of like take a break. And you, plus, you got like a plethora of options to get away. You know, highway wise, whichever you're going northeast, west, whatever. Yep. So it's a good little uh, good little hub to stop. Plus, there's a lot of stuff here. Not really, but enough to uh, you know, take a break for the night. But um, to be completely honest, um. I know of you. I don't know a whole lot about you, though. Um, okay. So maybe we can start from how you kind of got into music, and then we can work our way up to where we are today. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, going all the way back. Uh, oh, yeah. My,
1: my dad, so my dad was a musician in the 70s and 80s, all the way until mm, probably the late 80s. Uh, touring.
0: um nice.
1: He's one of those. He's one of those guys where he's like, yeah, I had this deal and I toured with these people and I did mm-hmm. this stuff. But he never ever name dropped to me one time. Like he, ne- I don't even know. Um, I know his cool stuff that he did. He's a jazz player and he's a like a, um, like that sort of stuff. But I, I don't really know because he would never tell me. But we also right. had a guitar store when I was a kid, and so i mean when i was probably got my first guitar when i was like three i think it was like a nice three-quarter size like stella acoustic you know like one of those oh yeah yeah Yeah. so i mean this would have been i mean late 70s early 80s probably and i was you know just a, a little little kid and mm-hmm. um and then i got my first so so he i just remember being in the guitar store when i was a kid we were a martin fender ovation gibson we had all that stuff mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember coiling up cables and, you know, doing all the little busy work as a, whatever he could give me as a small kid. And we had a recording studio as well. And then he went to work later for PBS and did engineering and production for PBS. So I've always been around music and video and all that stuff ever since i was a little kid i was like on tv when i was a little kid doing tv spots and stuff so nice um but my dad told me when i was a little kid or young he's like look man you you don't want to be a touring musician like Mm. you're gonna end up like dead in a van somewhere like this was the 80s so you know this is like you know people were dying in vans for sure (laughs) um and so I kind of kind of took the same role he did when he got out of, I think for family maturity reasons, he got out of like the professional music stuff and right. kind of took the other side of the desk, the production side. Mm-hmm. The, and so I kind of went that way too. And so even all the way down to this day, that's why I tell you, um, I'm not a very good guitar player, but I'm I'm better at making you sound good than I make me sound good. Like I can listen and hear and understand what stuff does and that's kind of where my brain goes and how to make it work mm-hmm. more than, and I, I think I get a lot of criticism for not playing very much or not being a very good guitar player, but it's because I like to listen. Right. If I listen to you play and you're like, well, how can I make this better? I'm like, well, we could do this, this, and this. And it's not because I'm good. It's just because I like to listen. I like to understand right. how it works. Um. So my brain completely goes. That's basically kind of the short version, but, That's why I don't profess to be amazing at anything except for just listening to music.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think in this day and age, you have to provide some sort of like value. And being a good guitar player doesn't really provide a whole lot of value on the internet. You know, everybody is good, so to speak, and good is subjective too. I mean, yeah, it's not. I don't know. I, I hate when I hear people uh, not not hate, but I, I just I really don't like when I see people in the comments like, oh, well, you should be better. It's like, well, what does that even mean, though? What What is the better standard supposed to be? You know, are they putting out something that's informative? Are they playing to the best of their ability? Then it's a good video or it's a good piece of content or whatever. You know, it doesn't have to be some 12 year old on Instagram shredding,
1: you yeah. know my philosophy for everything. And I, this was even, cause this isn't, this isn't the ninth business that I've owned. I've been self-employed since I was 17. Nice. Um, I, I had one real job for a few years, but um, even during that I was doing side stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And my philosophy always has been, I've had sick businesses that weren't so successful, but the ones that I've done really well in, I've always felt like I don't care who it is. I'm talking to like, you know, Kevin from the office, right? Like I'm talking to that guy. Mm -hmm. He's doing paperwork on a Tuesday. He doesn't really like his job. He's got to pick his kids up after school and hear about some school stuff. He's just a guy. He's just, he's all of us just sitting there working. But if I can provide like a, something that makes his hobby more enjoyable he only has so much money to spend on it he has so much time to spend on it and i just figure if i can make that better for him and make him smile when you know when he picks up a when he watches a youtube video and learns something or when he goes to the mailbox and puts a new pickup in his guitar it makes him smile it makes him enjoy his hobby that's to me that even when i was in the power sports industry before this designing dirt bike parts, and that's that's always been the driving thing. Like if that's what I like to do, if I could make somebody else enjoy their hobby more, I'm going to do it. I mean, it's, and it's not even for me about being an expert about anything. I I don't want to, I don't want to always keep learning, but, but I also just, I just want to make people smile and enjoy, you know, they've got to go back to selling insurance on Wednesday morning. Absolutely. but, But, The times in between or, you know, on their lunch breaks or when they're sneaking off 10 minutes from their boss, they're watching a cool YouTube video or learning something. I, You know, that's what I do. (laughs) Right. You know, I mean, I don't have a boss, but every waking moment I'm trying to learn something cool. And, you know, so I
0: just try to do that for other people. That's really all it is. Definitely. I kind of want to backtrack a little bit because you it sounds like you've never taken the quote unquote safe route. You know, most people just get a normal nine to five and, you know call it good, they they work there for, you know, anywhere from five to 10 years, maybe they have a change or two in their life, but you know, most of the time it's pretty steady. What, what kind of like drove you to maybe not have that typical work life? So my parents um, always
1: chose, I don't want to say always, my dad worked for PBS for many, mm-hmm. many, many years. So that was a real job for him. Right. However, in uh, amongst that he was always doing other stuff and he was always producing and he was always producing for bands and he was always doing stuff. And so he told, and, and so um, he's, we're native American, my dad right. and my dad's Native American. And so one of the re- ways he got this job at PBS was from a grant that was training people. And he's an ex Marine. He's a, um, was in Vietnam. So he had some of these, um, qualifications to be like radio stuff FCC mm-hmm. stuff all that stuff so he got this job for PBS and all along the way it was always about being creative I mean we were in I remember times as a kid where we had a family meeting it was like look guys nobody ever sits on the couch do you want to sell the couch we're going to buy a drum set and put it in a corner like I remember that conversation as a family and that's what we did my mom's right. like I think we could cover the cushions and put them on the floor and then we'll have a drum set instead of a couch. And we all, we're all in on it, you know? Um, and that's what we did. We, you know, we were all, it was always about being creative and my sister put her first record out when she was like 15 years old. Oh, wow. Um. Yeah. I mean, we were always doing this stuff. So when I started working, I got my, and we, we were also a family of six mm. uh, on a, on a single income. So we were really broke. So not broke, I'm yeah. not ungrateful for anything. I love what I had. But for example, it was like, look, you have uh this much money to go to pay less and buy some of those whatever they were, generic airwalk shoes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, <clears throat> this is what you have. And so I've quickly learned that wait a minute. And m- my dad was really cool. He was like, Look, I'll give you the money for those shoes. If you want to go buy Jordan's or real airwalks or real vans, because I was a skater. Um then you have to come up with extra. I'll give you what I can give you. And then you have to come up with extra. So I was always that like, well, let me go dig a ditch for somebody. Let me go mow a lawn for somebody. Let me go paint something for somebody. And then by the time I was 17 years old, I had a business, uh, washing cars for the Bureau of Indian affairs in Arizona. And I had a, a GSA contract with fleet vehicles for the tribe. And, um, that was my first business. And then that just kind of mushroomed into the next thing, into the next thing. Cause you're just always like, well, I have to make this go. I, you right. know, and we were not a college family. Everybody was like, be creative, figure out a way to make money. Here is some money to go to a technical school. So very early on, I went to a trade school for electronics, but okay. it was, it was not college. It was a, you know, so I don't have a degree, but I do have an education mm-hmm. in electronics, uh, plus living it my entire life. So, right. Um, so there's just this drive to, and, and, and then you, then you just realize like, well, if I get up in the morning a little earlier and if I stay up a little later, I can accomplish a goal. Um, and I mean, there's been times in my life where, you know, I almost lost my house once because the business sucked and I was so stressed out. I was, puking every night, you know, I mean, there's, Mm -hmm. it's not all roses, you know, but at the same time, understanding that. And I, I, I tell myself in slow times of the year. Now I'll tell myself this. I'm only one click away. We make a video. We, we make a good product. I'm only one click away from having a a great day. There's some, somebody will click on the internet today and buy a set of pickups. Somebody bought a set of pickups at eight o'clock this morning. Um, that sets off my whole day, like right. I, okay, we're all up from here, you know, like everything. So I try not to stress about those things and just focus on the creative side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and all through my life, that's been, uh, in the power sports industry, it was that way. Um, I had a window cleaning business, um, and pressure washing and gutters and stuff. I started uh in, in two thousand. Nine after I broke my back in the power sports industry in four places, almost oh, wow. died. Yeah. Um. And in two thousand nine, when the first iPhone three GS came out, um, there was like me and two other companies in the country that were repairing them, like replacing the screens. Mm-hmm. So I built that up and sold that to another guy. Um. So I've done all kinds of, it, and it was always just kind of a necessity of whatever was there. Um. And then. In 2011 i think one of my buddies called me and was like hey you really need to get back to music dude it was a guy i knew from the dirt bike industry and he's like you really need to get back to the music and he's like i'm doing it i'll tell you who it was it was um jimmy soldo from jersey shore guitar garage if you've ever heard of his like 21 21 clicky uh jimmy page harness stuff oh yeah of his wiring harnesses um He's the one I knew him from the dirt bike industry and he called me. He's like, look, dude, you need to get back into this stuff. You're good at it. He's like, you just need to. And I was like, yeah, I had just sold my business, my, my, um, cell phone repair company. And I was kind of figuring out what I was going to do next. And I guess the rest is history. We just started a YouTube channel and started going, you know?
0: Well, I think that's like a common theme with most uh, creative people. It's, it's more of a, just sit down and do it you know it's not going to be good when you first start you're never really good at anything when you first start you're going to make horrible mistakes you're going to feel kind of stupid sometimes but you know it's it's the tenacity just to keep going and and i think based on what i've heard from you it it's that's always kind of been instilled you know just yeah. keep going you know even when times are hard even when you're stressing out even when you know it it seems like nothing's going to work you know well, you know what's going to happen if you quit; it's just going to stop. But if you don't quit, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, and yeah. most of the time, it works out anyway. You know, yeah. it might not be the way you thought it was going to work out. It might not even be the way you want it to work out. But it, it's going to work itself out.
1: Yeah, we're doing stuff now that I and we're into things, and I'm getting phone calls from people that I never. Oh yeah! Ever would have expected, you know, and 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 like, wait a minute, am I even going? I'm working for somebody. I I can't really say who, but I'm I'm making pickups for um, well, it's somebody you know, okay, and and um, big big name, and um, I just get this random call one day, and it was like, hey, we we watch your videos in the shop, and we think it's cool. Do you want to make all of our pickups for us? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Me? Like, right. I'm just a guy with a wi- mojo tone winder and a camera. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm nobody. And they're like, yeah, we want you to. I just talked to him again yesterday. And he's like, yeah, we got another order coming. I'm like, okay. You know, and they're, it's pretty neat. You know, like, it's a neat... And, and you just don't... You just... I didn't think I was ever going to... I just figured if you wanted pickups from me, you'd go to the website and order them. I didn't think it was going to go down this road. Right. You know? But it's fun. It's... The what if to me is... The what if and the why not I know they always talk about that why and why not guys like the what if and the why not is that's what keeps me going like i just want to know
0: yeah, yeah i just want to try it yeah it's fun you, well it's so like fun. you said you never know what's going to happen just and mm-hmm. i mean it, it it's all just from putting stuff out and putting yourself out on online and and making content you know you you I think it's funny with the people I've I've seen a handful of people that are really trying to push to get somewhere or maybe like talk to a specific company. And it usually falls flat because that company might be like, I don't like you spamming my account all the time. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Whenever you're just like, I'm just going to do me and I'm going to figure out what works well. I'm going to get a workflow down. I'm going to start putting content out. And then like you said, you're going to have people that you have no business talking to, all of a sudden, like, hey, what's up, man? I'm a really big fan of yours. We should do this, this, and this together. And you're just like, oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, and you don't
1: know. Uh, something I try to tell myself, too, is even if you don't get any views or any anything, it's one view that right. matters. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because um, you don't know who's watching your stuff. I've, people have told me, I mean, crazy stuff. Like I've gotten emails and run into people at NAMM and they're like, Oh yeah, I watch you all the time. I'm like, really? Like, okay. Like, right. Weird, you know? Um, and, and you said, like you say, I, I've also stopped, I really don't go after endorsement deals. I don't go after free stuff. I mean, I'll mention it every once in a while as kind of a joke in a video, be like, Hey Gibson, if you want to send me a guitar, you know? Oh Yeah. Um, But the other day I got an email from Gibson and they're like, do you want us to send you a guitar? And I'm like, uh, you, okay. Like, yeah. you, you know, it, um, and I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but well, I was, I was like, wow. The, you know, surprise, like genuinely surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm just super grateful that people even watch this stuff. Cause it's, you know,
0: <laughs> it's yeah. just guitar stuff. It's it's one of those weird things though because it's like when you first start out. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong. You said you started the channel probably in about 2011 ish. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, it's it's one of those things. You don't really see a whole lot of headway, at least from what I've seen from other people, until about I don't know, maybe a year, or eighteen months, and then you kind of start to see the ball really kind of pick up momentum a little bit, but that year to 18 months is you like really grinding it out and consistently putting out content and trying to, you know, you're not trying to get anybody's attention, but you're just trying to stay, you know, consistent and honest with your audience that you're starting to build. You know what I mean? Well,
1: and not to discourage anybody, but we made two or three videos a week, every week without ever missing one until 2019 before we hit 10,000 subscribers. Yep. So, you know, and we've gone from 10,000 subscribers, I think we have 79,000 now in mm-hmm. the last 4 years, but I I have a really hard time internally in my own head not being frustrated with why don't we have Rick Beato numbers? Right. Because we've been doing this for 10 freaking years. And then I'm like, no, that's not the way to think about it. The way to think about it is I can actually make an entire living and keep my lights on with this little baby YouTube channel. Right. And I'm with a camera in my office. And I'm super grateful for every single person, you know. Um, and it's small enough still. I want it to grow, so don't not subscribe because of this. But it's small enough still where I can recognize names in the chats on our live stream still. And mm-hmm. the live stream chat still goes slow enough where I can build those relationships. And I know some of those people in person. And like, so that's super fun still. I'm, it's not so big that it's like an entire city of worth of people. Well, it is an entire city worth of people, but it's, it's not so huge that you just becomes this blur where you lose connection with the human that's what I don't want to lose is that
0: right. And, and I mean, cause especially in, in the, in this, you know, the music industry on the internet and stuff like that, the, the personal relationships are really key to having a solid fan base along with having people that you can work with. You know what I mean? You, you don't want to get to that point where you're, you have to take too long to email somebody back or Reply to messages or something like that. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's quite an undertaking now, but you're still at that level where you can have that personal touch still. Because nothing's worse, I think, for maybe some younger creators that are trying to maybe get started, and they maybe send some DMs and I don't know, do some collaboration with some people, and it's just like ah, it's not that they didn't see it. They probably well, it, it is that they didn't see it. They just have a flood of stuff in their email in their DMs and everything, they're not going to be able to get to every single one when it gets to a certain level like that. So it's good that you're still at that point of still being able to have the human interaction with people.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard. We, I hate it's. I feel like a jerk when I say this because, but it's not coming from that place. But like, I cannot answer the phone. Absolutely. You know, like I I can't. Otherwise, I would get not that I don't want to hear your life story. Cause I think it's cool. Like mm-hmm. how you bought this guitar and where it came from. But a lot of times people are like, they don't, won't call and be like, why is my, my pot scratchy? Uh, they'll tell you the whole story about where the guitar came from, which is cool, but it takes 20 minutes. And I could have made two pickups in that, that time period. Yeah. So it's, or one, you know, so it's like, it's, it's hard because I don't want to be that jerk, but at this so what we've tried to do is give people avenues. That's why we do the live stream every Thursday. Um, Leslie runs the chat for me, and that's why we my wife and that's why we do that is so that people can that is our place. You come right. and ask any dumb or smart question. There is no dumb question from very beginner stuff all the way to crazy electronic questions. Um, And then we actually added lately on the end of that. So we go from 8 p.m. Eastern to 9 p.m. Eastern and then we keep going. But after nine o'clock, it's only off topic stuff. Oh, nice. To continue that because I have other hobbies, you know, I'm I'm a knife junkie and a mountain biker and a. RC cars and all kinds of stuff. So there are all kinds of coffee and, you know, I'm Scotch freak and, you know, there's all kinds of other interests that we have. So, um, and, I, cause like you say, I want to keep the personal connection, like, like what are we all into, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's fun.
0: Well, and I really, I really do enjoy your Instagram for that too because, you know, you get that wide range of not just <laughs> like, Hey, here's my guitar stuff, but you know, yeah. here's what else I'm into too. It, 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 like you said, it's kind of breaking you know, making sure that blur doesn't happen of, it's yep. just like, well, this is all I do. You know, yep. if you're coming to my Instagram, this is all you're gonna see. No, you're gonna see you as a person. You're gonna see your interests, your what you're into and stuff like that. And really you already have a fan base that relates to you on the guitar stuff. Now you're just gaining, you know, more of that personal connection by showing off what you like to do for fun on top of the music stuff. Yeah. You know, it's not yep. like a, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, I've kind of tried to think about it from, from that way too. It's like, I want to have this be professional, but at the same time you want it to be personal is it's a weird balance to have, you know what I mean? Yeah. At
1: first I thought I was going to be all strategic about the Instagram thing and mm-hmm. be like, you know, yeah, if I use this hashtag and oh you know, yeah, just, just just got a pro tech. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll get the pro tech audience, uh, you know, and switchblade and blah blah and, and I'm like that's dumb because it's not even genuine like right I'm just gonna post stuff I like mm-hmm. the side effect is you do get the super duper guitar nerds which I love and I will talk to you that I love it That are like I can't believe you're like diluting your content I'm here for the guitar stuff and I'm like well hang out for the guitar stuff and right you know you could scroll past if it's something you're not interested in but I just I'm gonna just be me from now on. Um, because I did something really, 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 really wrong with my channel, and I'm 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 having a really hard time undoing it. And it is that while the guitar nerd stuff is cool and it's neat to learn about pots and caps and pickup mm-hmm. resistances and all that stuff what I've figured out is that it has become a thing where, first of all, people think you're an expert about it because you talk about it on a fancy camera. Mm-hmm. So, um, I can sound good and look good. So I must be an expert. Um, which I'm just figuring everything out like everybody else is. Right. And so that puts an undue pressure to always be right. But then I don't always want to be right. Cause I always, would- want to be learning stuff mm-hmm. so there's this whole impression that like you're this know-it-all guy who's super condescending about stuff that you know people to be wrong about and I'm like I need to change that because it's not imp- that's not the impression I want to give but right. what happens when you try to when you try to be accurate about stuff then you it's, it makes you look sort of I'm not that guy really um mm-hmm. so I'm trying to steer the ship slowly into just like, I'm going to make YouTube videos about guitar stuff that I think is cool. Right. (laughs) And, 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 and and put the technical stuff in there too. But I really don't want to be looked at like I know stuff. Um, Yeah. I want to be looked at like I'm figuring out stuff just like you're figuring out stuff. Mm -hmm. I Cause that's what all we're doing. That's all we're doing, you know? And I, I think I was wrong in, oh, let me, be really accurate about how a capacitor works, which Mm you should be. But then it takes this weird turn where if you're wrong about one little thing, people are arguing in the comments and then it becomes this whole, and I don't want to be that guy, you know? Right. (laughs) Like it's a hard thing to turn the ship, but I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to.
0: Well, I, I've always tried to be a hundred percent upfront with everybody. Um, I was out of the gear world for almost a decade I am extremely ignorant to a lot of stuff and I still put content out and I say dumb stuff all the time that I probably should have fixed. You know what I mean? And there's been plenty of times people like, well, actually it's like, okay, well, if I see a comment that starts with, well, actually, I'm just going to be like, okay, Hey, thanks for the, thanks for the view, man. Or whatever, you know, Uh, it's like, I understand, but, but for me, it's like, for me gear in like, and people, it's more about the story behind the gear and, and how it came to be or how they got to a certain point, you know, or how that piece of gear influences them or, or inspires them. That's that's really what it is for me. The technical knowledge, like you said, is important and you should, you know, strive to try to get a little better at that every day, but that's what you're doing. You're just learning more to get better and you're not going to know everything. And I don't think anybody really is going to know everything unless you're extremely niche, you know, unless you are that pedal manufacturer that's been making pedals for 25 years. Yeah. You're probably going to know every in and out of whatever it is you do. But for guys like me, it's just like, ah, yeah, it makes cool sounds. And when I turn knobs, it does this, or this pickup sounds really great. I'm not sure why, but this is why it it inspires me to do, you know what I mean? Stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've, I've gotten to the point
1: where I think my, my goal with the channel now and what we're the content we're making is fun is, um, Well, I think one of the things is where like the anger and the arguments come in on on in guitar gear world is where people think like this gear is better than that gear. and That gear sucks. Right. Everything sucks. I don't know why in a thing where it's called playing guitar like this is fun. Every piece of gear that you personally don't own sucks like Mm -hmm. that's a weird mentality for me. And so I'm trying to take the opposite. I want to be known for what I like. Mm -hmm. And also, I am of the firm opinion that, save for a few truly bad examples, no bad gear exists in 2022. The reason it's quote-unquote bad is because it's not for you. So, like, you know, a a Code 50 Marshall, Mm -hmm. I don't like that amp. I think it's dumb. I wouldn't have one. But I don't really think it's dumb. I just think that it's not for me. A mm-hmm. line six spider is not. I don't want one. But a kid who's in his bedroom who wants to put it on insane mode, right? Sound like he has a wall of marshals, but can't for hundred and forty-nine bucks or whatever, he can. That's who it's for. The gear doesn't suck, it's just not for you. So when we do reviews, I'm trying, that's my new thing with review stuff is like, okay, let's figure out where it fits. Mm -hmm. Who is this actually for? You might not like it if you're X, Y, or Z, but a, B or C are here is really going to love it. So it's not a bad piece of gear. this, um, this pedal is not a bad tube screamer clone. Mm -hmm. If you have this kind of amp and that's where the technical stuff comes in, right? Like if you have, fendery kind of amp with these kind of tubes it sounds better if it, you know so I'm trying to do more of that stuff because all gear is cool guitar gear is cool
0: and I want to preach that you know like yeah absolutely <laughs> I, I I forget who said I've heard multiple people say it but at the end of the day you know gear like you said we're playing it's toys it's toys for musicians that's what these things are that's what the pedals are that's what the amplifiers are it's even what the guitars are it's, it's a, I don't want to say it's a toy to try to diminish what it like, cause it really does inspire me to play them. But at the end of the day, that's really what they are. They're just, they're just tools at your disposal to inspire you to create something that that's, that's really all it is. Yeah. I've been taking a lot of um,
1: inspiration from the knife world lately because um, the way they market and the way everything, and Mm -hmm. I heard, I want to say it was uh Marfione from Micro Microtech Knives the other day. He said something on, on YouTube that I heard and he was like, You have to realize he's he makes knives, right? And they're mm-hmm. expensive. They're like 350 bucks. And he's like, You have to realize that nobody needs what we make. Right. And I think about that too. You know, I've got a bunch of tele pickups over here and some P90s and stuff that I'm making today. And I'm like, nobody actually needs any of this. Right. So to, to present yourself like in the wrong light just hurts that. Mm -hmm. So let's just have fun. Right. Right. Let's just have fun with this stuff. Cause nobody really needs any of this. No, everybody could just shut me off and be like, okay, yeah, I don't need that anymore. And I could be done, you know? Mm -hmm. So creating an environment where people can just be like, this is super fun. That's really why I'm trying to steer the ship that direction. Cause, uh, Yeah, I did that wrong. (laughs) I mean, I would 100% admit that I did that wrong. And if I could do it over, I don't, I'm not a regret guy. Yeah. Because we are here and we are doing well and everything is fine. But I would like to change that view now. I'm I'm ready to steer the ship in a more
0: positive direction. well, I, I mean, the good thing is though, it's it's good to have you have a different perspective now, and I don't think you would have that perspective without making that mistake. It's a journey, exactly. It's a journey. You know, so it, it it's just part of it. You're like we said earlier, you're going to make dumb mistakes, and and things are going to happen. But you know, it's just yep. in, it's it's in how you quote unquote get back on the horse, so to speak. You know what I mean? It's it's how yep. you're going to attack that situation from here forward. You know. Yep. And if that's the mindset you're going with, I mean, I don't see any, you know, reason why you're not going to continue to be successful at it.
1: No, and I I think it should take off. I think once people realize what we're doing and why mm-hmm. we're doing it, I think people will really enjoy it. I get a lot of inspiration from people like um you know like Robert Keeley. You listen to him yeah. on the latest oh, yeah. uh on the latest uh Blake's podcast uh Tone Mob. Yep. And just how positive he is. Oh, yeah. Like he's just so positive and grateful. And I'm like, I am too. I just don't think the world, I don't show the world and I don't talk about that enough. And I, right. I love that. And I'm like, I take inspiration from people like him because um, it's just a better way to live. And I do live that way. It just doesn't always come through in a video when you're like trying to be technically accurate about the electrolytics of a blah blah blah. you know what I mean like right so (laughs) just changing the focus a little bit this much you know Mm -hmm. and it's like uh it just changes everything and so we're having a lot more fun and then next thing you know I'm getting emails from guitar because I think guitar brands are seeing it too yeah the more positive vibe Mm -hmm. and now I'm starting to get phone calls from Gibson and PRS and all these people and being like Fender and being like hey do you want to check out our stuff? And I'm like, yes, yes, I yeah. do. Um, and I'm realizing it's because we're making those changes. So I'm I'm very stoked about it. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I haven't talked about this that much, but that's just been on my mind a lot. It's been kind of a so thanks for being the
0: avenue for that. Oh, absolutely, man. I I'm <laughs> I'm here for it. Okay. So speaking about uh avenues and whatnot, I also want to wanted to talk about um your podcast just going to say it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was a, that was the thing I've kind of noticed a lot of um, content creators, what they, and I guess a lot of people from the outside perspective might not know this. Um, Most people that do this for a living, don't just do one thing. You know, you're not just doing YouTube, you know, you're, you're there, there's like probably at least five or six things that you're actively doing on a daily basis to do work, quote unquote, you know what yeah. I mean? So with the podcast, how did that kind of like start to kind of come together? Because I know you started it quite a while ago, right?
1: Yeah. So the podcast has been a thorn. It's been a thorn in my side because okay. I wanted, I want a, I want a weekly podcast. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you want to be cross platform with everything. Um, you don't want to be all eggs in one basket, marketing yeah. wise or income wise um and so we tried all kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and we tried the guest podcast like this format right um and it lasted like two months and it's harder to book guests than you think Mm -hmm. (laughs) well you know um or you know to keep a constant flow and right you know because i once i start something i don't want to finish i don't ever want it to stop so when we decide to do a weekly video on x day it has to be sustainable I don't want to not do it mm-hmm. um, and now we do a video almost every day of the week and it believe yep. me it's a lot of work um, but you just get up earlier and stay up later and so you have yep. to do and um, so the podcast was cool I love doing it. I love having guests I really enjoy it but it was really hard for me to manage mm-hmm. and with along with everything else um, because we have an entire I'll tell you the whole program if you want to know but my wife and I have this ship that we have is nuts um it's really really fun but it's nuts mm-hmm. and um cuz she's in there in a meeting a Zoom meeting right now like oh nice uh, yeah so we literally yeah so I can share all the things that make this go in a minute but the po- spe- speaking specifically to the podcast um I let it drop off because we didn't get enough guests mm-hmm. We do this, so our content. Let me just tell you what our content plan for the week is. Monday is um, Monday is like a guitar, techie kind of thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a review. Sometimes it's how to pots work. So, like that's Monday. That's the video. That's what started us in the very beginning ten years ago. Right. Um, Wednesday is gear news because I believe that there are very few people on YouTube's doing gear news properly. Mm-hmm. Um, like a just a ten minute. Hey, this is the thing that came out this week. There's links below. Yes, we have affiliate links. I do make some money on that. It does help me out. Right. Thursday is the bread and butter of our entire YouTube. And that is our live stream at 8, 8 PM that we discussed earlier. Right. Um, There's always a hundred people on that thing, which doesn't seem like a lot, but for me, I just love oh, it. Yeah. We, that is the center. We sell pickups on Thursday night and we, engage with audience on thursday night and we gain audience i mean i just love that thing and then i was like i don't spend any time in the youtube comments anymore because i just don't have time
0: mm-hmm.
1: i mean i look at them but i don't get to answer them and right. i was like Well, what if on tuesday at 4 p.m this is a random time but i have time then so that's why it's sustainable for me tuesday at 4 p.m i'm gonna go live on youtube and i'm just gonna take four or five questions from that came out of the YouTube's comments for that week and I'm going to handle them. And usually we're going to talk about some kind of subject, like, you know, a Gibson lawsuit update or, you know, some sort of not gear news, but it's kind of newsy, you know? Right. Um, and um, maybe it'll have a little edge on it, a little controversial mm-hmm. edge on it a little bit where I can express an opinion. Um, And I'm like, well, and I always say, I'm just going to say it when I say something Um. Because if you follow my channel at all, you'll know I do not hold back when something needs to be said, whether right. a guitar brand is going to like it or not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I try to be kind about it, but if X or Y needs to be said, I'm going to say it. And so that I'm really known for that and I really care passionately about that. So I was like, well, I'm going to take that name back out. We're just going to call it that. I'm going to record that Tuesday thing. We're going to throw that up as a podcast. And then we do have guests lined up. And then what we're going to do with the guests thing is I'm going to record those ones, release them early on Patreon, do all the whole Patreon thing with those, and then have guests also in addition to it, but not dependent on it, if it means gotcha. if that makes sense. So every Tuesday at four, that became the podcast. Um, because while I want to have a podcast, I am, I'll fill you in on the entire program, but I'm very limited on, I can't take up another, That's why I don't play in a band.
0: Gotcha. Right yeah. now.
1: Like mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't play every Saturday night and have a practice night and do all the other things. Like, so podcast is kind of the same thing. It has to be part of my overall content plan Yeah, that I'm already doing because I can't do an extra thing right now. Um, Absolutely. You know, so, but I do love it. And I think it's doing okay. Like it's growing. So, uh, you know, um, and because we don't really have sponsors that much. um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I like doing the live streams because the super chats do help. Right. And, you know, we can't, this doesn't... (laughs) A $2,000 camera doesn't buy itself. I I mean, so I I really feel gross about talking about sponsorship stuff all the time, you know, but at the same time, I really appreciate Super Chats and stuff like Mm -hmm. that because it really, really helps. Like, absolutely. it, It offsets that time. You know, if we get 30 bucks worth of Super Chats for the hour while I'm sitting there, while I'm like... And that offsets the time that I, plus I get to gain the audience um, interaction. Mm -hmm. So I really do appreciate it um, a lot because it's, we don't have sponsors. I mean, I don't have, this is brought to you by, you know, I don't have any of that. So,
0: well, I think it, I think it goes back to that general perspective that people see you when they see you on YouTube, they see you have a nice camera, they see you talking, they assume Mm -hmm. that you're just, you know, companies are throwing gear at you with a paycheck in it. You know, yeah. th- that's, that, that's the assumption. And I, I, I don't know if that's the same with podcasts. I, I haven't really heard personally from that. I would, ass- I would assume that would be the assumption if, if you hear like, oh, Hey, uh, even something as simple as like an affiliate link, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, well that guy's getting paid. It's like, well, not necessarily, you know, that, that link is there for you to get to the website. If you want to buy something, I might get a little kickback from it. That's, That's really what it is. It's not really a sponsorship spot by any means. Um, The problem I think um, with a lot of that perspective though, is it's usually not the people that are doing anything with social media that have that perspective. You know what I mean? Most people that are in it already kind of know like, yeah, this person's probably working a nine to five on top of doing this. If they're not working a nine to five, they're making just enough money to stay afloat and still do this. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I don't think people realize either. And Leslie gets on to me uh, fairly re- frequently. She's like, I don't think people realize that this is your real job. Right. Like, um, and it's not um, making pickups is, my, you know, we have a mm-hmm. pickup company. That's my real job. But they're intertwined with each other. And exactly. so, you know, if a video doesn't do well. And the other thing, too, is there's a there's a big misconception that just because your video is good doesn't mean anybody's going to watch it. Exactly. I, we. um, You know, I look at other people's views. And again, I can't do this because comparison is the enemy of everything. Absolutely. But I will tell you right now. Um, the news video for yesterday that came out yesterday at one at noon has 4,500 views on it. Mm-hmm. And that's a great day for me. Right. Our view, our videos don't get guitar YouTuber views. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think people realize that a good month for somebody is 10 million views a month. Right. You know, I have 10 million views total in oh. 10 years. Right. So, you know, a video that I make that gets that does good for me makes me like $8 this month. Mm. You know, it's, it's not literally $8, you know, like it's not, we're not talking Mr. Beast money here. Right. Um, and so I don't do it for that. I mean, I have to do it for that somewhat, but um, and then as far as the gear stuff goes, and I think people get a little twisted about like the honesty of reviews and all that, but I'll tell you right now, I think in a thousand, 1100 videos, I've ever been written a check for three. Yeah. For a yeah. total of about 800 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, And in all that time, I've been given four guitars and maybe two or three pedals. Right. In, in all in 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, um, and I know it's happening more. You know, this time next year, I may not be able to say that, but I'm proud of that. Like, it's fun oh, to do it that way. It's expensive. I have to buy all the stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, You know, but it's so that's also that the the YouTube channel is in the red at all times because we right. have to buy. Right. We have to buy stuff. Um, You know, the the pickup company. I really care about the YouTube channel for a marketing arm for my pickup company. Yep. That's how it started. Now the YouTube channel's fun, so that's why I do it. Mm -hmm. Um, The pickup company's doing great. So that's, you know, um, so that's why I I do the YouTube stuff, because it's fun. And then Leslie and I, so we have those four videos a week. And then my wife and I, um, you may not know this, but in 2019, we sold our house. Okay. And we bought a 38-foot motorhome. And we lived on the road. And I made pickups out of a motorhome for two years. Um, all through COVID mm-hmm. and we traveled the country and I made pickups and it was awesome. And then I got this call from this guitar builder who wanted me to make 200 pickups a month just for him. Right. Um, And I couldn't do it from the road anymore. So we got an apartment in Augusta, Georgia, which is where my wife is from. And um, so now we have like a sprint, it's a Ram ProMaster, but it's like a sprinter van, camper van kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so we still have that like we're going to florida for a week next week nice um yeah 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 so we we were in nashville for a week a couple of weeks ago we were in like we go all over the place um I, I love that thing but as a result of that we have a whole other lifestyle channel and podcast and website and blog and all that stuff so she handles a lot of that i shoot all the content and edit all the content for that too um Like we're going, we're going over a content plan for that for the next year and looking at all the reviews of products we need to do. And I mean, it's bonkers like every day it's, you know, and, and like you can't make coffee without, oh, Hey, I need to feature this coffee cup again, you know, so I need to take a photo of this while I'm making my coffee this morning and I need to, um, Oh, I bought that knife yesterday. Have we made an Instagram post about that? Has the, you know, like everything is connected. So you're just constantly on. Um, so it's exhausting, but it's so fun. And she also has a full-time job working for a software company. She oh, nice. handles, yeah, so she handles um accessibility issues for a software company. Okay. So we um we're busy. Yeah, we're we're really busy. But it's and a good son, kind of busy. Oh, it's so fun. So fun. And and we're home together. We we've been married well January about ten years and oh congratulations thanks. We work in the same. We have a two bedroom apartment. We never leave. We're we're both here all the time, twenty four right. seven, and we're best friends. And it's amazing. And yeah, it's it's great.
0: So yeah, I mean that's that's one of those things though. It's um people. I think generally speaking, once again, you know, you you have this idea that you know, content creation is, is not a a quote unquote job, but it is, you have to, you're quitting. If you're working a normal nine to five, you're quitting your nine to five to work 24 seven. If you're going to go do the content creation stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's going to get to that point where you're going to feel a little bit, maybe burnt out, but it's, it's really important to kind of recognize that before it happens, I think. And then just take like a step back for a day and just be like, okay, I'm just going to chill. I'm 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 going to still do some work but I'm not going to go as hard as I normally do. Is that something maybe that you've interact or encountered with like the burnout stuff? I have gone through periods of that.
1: Uh yeah. I don't worry about it so much anymore, but I have gone through massive periods of that and it ruins your creativity. Right. And I Leslie's really good at making me stop. So I'm okay. also I'm also I have a spinal injury and I basically can't work for more than a couple hours at a time. And so she's the one that will be like, you need to stop, right? (laughs) Go watch some YouTube or something. You need to stop. (laughs) Like you are working too hard. Um, So there's that too. I have a health component that I have to work into this as well. Um, But I think the biggest thing that has helped me a lot, is just been kind of an internal personal development of getting to the point where, I can stop and be like, I made an Instagram post putting strings on my guitar, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this morning, and I'm like, my job is I'm changing strings and right. making a post. Mm-hmm. If I complain about this, I am the world's biggest douchebag of all douchebags because this is the coolest job ever. Yeah. So, not losing a moment of gratitude for the fact that Leslie says it to me all the time. She's like, don't forget you have somebody's dream job. And I'm like, Oh, that's true. (laughs) Like, and I don't want to say, I don't want to sound that from a place of ego, but she's trying to remind me to be like, stop, just stop and think for a second as you're frustrated with X or Y you are, look what you're doing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's Yes, great. ma'am.
1: You are correct.
0: <laughs> right. Well, it's great to have somebody like that in your life to put it in perspective like that for you, too, yeah, because yeah. it's it's really hard for, I think, anybody to put really a, a struggle in perspective. You know what I mean? If you're the one going through it, it's it's hard for you to, to disassociate from the situation and take a step back and look at it from an outside perspective. So it's really good with your wife telling you, like, hey, you know, this is really like, yeah, it, it might suck in the moment. You might be frustrated, but hell in all, you could be digging a ditch right now, you know, or you could be, that's what I say, you know, so on the big, on the big scheme of things, it could always be worse. You know, it could always be a heck of a lot worse.
1: Yep. And I also, I'd never want to also be like, well, at least I'm not digging a ditch because somebody has to. Yes. And so that is who I am hoping that I can make their day better. Exactly. Like it's all this circular contribution. Mm-hmm. Um, You know what I mean? Like, I hope that whoever doesn't like their job on a Tuesday, I can make their day better with what I'm doing. So it it becomes a, a circular contribution to the entire uplifting of everything. Like, that's what I, I want to do. Because um, I don't ever don't want to think like I'm talking down to or feeling like I'm above somebody because I don't have to dig a ditch. But I also want to make their day better. Exactly. It's a, you know, it's a weird, sir. I think about that a lot.
0: Yeah. I I've, I've had a few guests where we've talked about like personal struggles and whatnot, and I, I always try to relay it to people. It's like, well, my, my personal struggles versus your personal struggles, there shouldn't even be a versus right there because there just, you can't think about it that way. It's like, I, I I'm just trying to make, make it a, a place of where you can relate to. For, the, for this, it's like, okay, so yeah, everybody has something different they're going through, but everybody can relate to not being able to have enough money in the bank, not being able to you know, have the job they want, not being able to do what they wanna do right now. Everybody can relate to that. And it's just about taking those active steps to get to where you want to be. Now, if that's what you wanna do as far as like having the traditional nine to five and be safe, and that's what makes you happy, yes, we need more people like that than we do people yes. on YouTube that that's yes. that's what needs to happen that's that's the way the society functions and that's why that's the way we get these things these toys for guitar players and stuff like that you know but it's also really important like you're doing too the happiness factor like I, I i'm sure you're just the same as me if a new podcast that i'm a fan of drops if a new video from a youtuber drops i'm immediately excited to watch or listen to that piece of content mm-hmm. you know and it it might not be like the thing that like elevates my day to some high level, but it definitely makes it better, you know. Yeah. No, so I I agree. It, it's it's just one of those like people people like to. I think it's hard because when you're in this like niche world of like guitars and gear, you're not thinking about the outside perspective from everybody that's not into it as well. You know what I mean? You're not you're not thinking about the at least most people aren't thinking about the people watching them that maybe aren't as avid players. They're just the bedroom players, or they're just somebody that likes learning about guitars or watching somebody play guitar, you know?
1: Yeah. So. Yep. Parting part of steering this ship in a little bit different direction too, is how I handle and view the YouTube comments because, yeah. Uh, oh, I guess my light is dead. Um, How, how I view that stuff because i you know of course we want to be like youtube comments are a pain in the butt and there's a bunch of jerks in the comments but i'm really trying to like okay this person's not mad at me right um do you know what mirroring is like this person has some other issue that doesn't have anything to do with me exactly um they're mad because they shut their finger in their door this morning they're not mad because I said something wrong about capacitors Mm -hmm. or they're mad because they're steeped in politics and they listen to something on the way to work on the radio, or they're mad because they're not angry about guitar stuff and they're not, you know, um, their issue's not with me. And so I just hope that that person find some enjoyment. And if it's not me, that's okay. I'm not yeah. for everybody either. Like if you skip off of my video, cause you disagree with what I said about tone wood or something, then I hope you skip over to a motorbike video and right learn about an exhaust pipe that you want now. Like it, it's okay. Like it's okay. We all like different stuff and I'm just trying to take a, a, a better it's better for me internally because yeah. I'm not stressed about what people are quote unquote saying about me, even though I know it's not really about me, but I also am, um, want to be more empathetic to anyone who is making a YouTube comment for any reason, because they're just a person, right? I'm just a person like, you know, I know I get assigned or you get assigned to this position because you hit an upload button, which sounds dumb, (laughs) Right. right? But it's true. Um, but we're just a guy. I'm just a guy. Other yeah. people have cameras too. The only difference between me and somebody else who has a camera is I hit the upload button. Yep. That's the only difference. So if we can just take that out at least for me to be more positive about people that I interact with, I, I want to be healthier about that, you know?
0: For, for sure. <laughs> and, and the other thing I, I like to try to put in perspective is, you know, when you do start to get a lot of comments on social media, the, like handful of like mean or bad comments, it doesn't even come close to outweighing the sea of positive comments that you're going to get on something. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know why. I think it's more of an American thing, but we we like the um, we like the conflict. You know what I mean? We we like to we like to see the like the fight, so to speak. I I don't know if that's true for everybody. I'm sure it's not true for everybody. I just I'm speaking generally, of course. But you know that's the 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 problem with people they they take that out in a very impersonal way on social media like you were saying about their day onto somebody that has nothing to do with what they're doing but then the bad thing about that is is a lot of people will be like well no i'm not that way at all and i'm going to write a comment about telling them why they're stupid it's like well we are not really doing anything productive now you know just let it be or if you're going to comment on it just be like yeah well uh, thank you for your comment um i'll work on it next time one thing i think people don't realize too and i I, and
1: i don't know that you probably have a very much more positive audience so i don't know this is going to fall on any ears but for those of you that do make negative comments um one of the things you might want to realize is um so let's say yesterday's video has 4500 views on it Mm -hmm. and if we have 100 comments on it and 20 of those are or seven of those are somehow negative. Um, Even, or, or let's say, let's say we make a, a video and it's got 10 comments on it and eight of them are contra- contrary to what we said in the video or somehow angry or somehow whatever. Well, there's 10 people there. It looks like the majority of the audience doesn't like my video. Right. But if we have... 5,000 views on it and there's 10 comments and they're all angry. That's still a very small minority. And so uh, you as a negative commenter need to realize that it looks like you're louder than you are, but Mm -hmm. actually you're not. So it's kind of a waste of time. And from the creator standpoint, think about the other 5,000 people that didn't even comment. One thing that I've noticed over the years of doing this, because we have, a product connected mm-hmm. to our YouTube right? is that um, we have a core of people who are on every live stream yeah. and I know who they are, right? And they are good customers and they've ordered pickups from me many times and they're, they've become my friends. I've met them in person. But we could put out a video about Telecaster pickups tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And we could sell 10 sets of Telecaster pickups because of that video in the first 48 hours. And I can guarantee you that those 10 people did not comment at all. Right. So the people that are actually feeding my family aren't in the comments at all. Mm -hmm. I don't even know who they are. I just know they saw the video because I can tell because of the product that they bought and where the referral link and stuff came from. Right. But they did not come in at all. So the YouTube comments that are negative mean absolutely nothing. And so you can't let it get to you that way, except hopefully you can make a personal connection with that person at some point. And I don't want to say turn them, but at least help them to, um, I don't want to let anybody who makes a mad YouTube comment feel any less human than anybody else. For sure. Even though they were treating me that way in that moment. I, yeah. I don't want to do that to you back. That this is not productive.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you're not going to, yeah, it's, <clears throat> you know, but to think about that, that
1: positive people are actually making the world go like, yep. which is a crazy thing to think about. If you look at the comments on any youtube video you would think the world is going crazy right but the positive people are the ones that are keeping my my lights on and yep. i am talking to them
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well and <laughs> and, and the people commenting negatively might not even you know they might have just stumbled across your video they, they that might be the first video they've ever watched you, i Absolutely. mean you never you never know yeah and that's that's the thing it, it's it's hard though to to not I think it's, especially for, for people that have just kind of started doing the, the social media stuff, it's hard not to go off of kind of what we talked about earlier, like the validation of numbers of, of putting all this work in and not seeing any results. But then when you do start to see results, it's like you get a couple mean comments and then you take it kind of personally. It's just like, Oh, why am I doing this now? You know what I mean? Like I'm only getting like 150 views on this video and three of these comments that are just people being jerks. You know what I mean? But it, it goes back to that, like, that personal like fortitude of like pushing forward past all that crap and just, you know, letting it slide, it's going to get better eventually. So I I don't know, it's, it's a weird thing, but I think a lot of people that are, that have been doing it for a while. And that's why I like talking to creators like yourself. It's like having that perspective of what you've seen and how you've interacted with it and how you're planning to interact with it in the future. it, it, It can help some of the people that, are maybe starting to get the ball rolling on the social media thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I've always tried to tell people. It's like, as long as you're honest with yourself and your content, and you don't worry about the numbers initially, and you don't worry about negative comments, you're gonna be doing pretty okay as long as you're consistent and honest, you know? Yep. And, and that's the thing I've always tried to do. And I've seen a lot of people that, that are creating that, if they're doing that sort of, you know, they have that mindset that they're, they're golden, so to speak. I don't want to say successful. I mean, they are successful, but successful is such a relative term, but they're doing what they love and they're having a good time doing it. So that's success in my book. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: I am. I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's really what it's all about. If you weren't having fun, I don't think you'd be still be doing it. No. You know, you'd you'd be moving on to your next uh, business endeavor, whatever it would be Mm -hmm. that you, you know, decided to do.
1: Well, this one has my name on it. So I kind of
0: yeah right yeah well before yeah. we wrap all this up um where can everybody find you? let's get some plugs for you that way we can you know have oh. all that in the show notes down below too uh
1: well if you put Dylan talks tone into anything anything uh you'll find me um instagram.com slash dylan facebook dot com slash dylan youtube dot slash Dylantox tone um and then the just gonna say it podcast is on apple and spotify and all that stuff and then we have patreon.com slash dylan talks tone um and then we also have uh teachable we're starting to do some teachable courses nice um you can go to our website and find that it's on the front page okay um yeah for it's actually we don't do lessons because i don't play like that uh but we are doing like the one we have now is how to solder for electric guitars. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. 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 So that one's cool. And we're working on one for um, truss rods and intonation and stuff like that. So oh, very gu- cool. Gu- guitar yeah. setup stuff. So that's that's becoming a thing. Um, otherwise, just please go subscribe and like and do all the things that YouTube viewers do on our YouTube stuff because that does help us out. And check out our pickups. Um, Dylan Talks Tone. We make good stuff. I, I like it. It's fun. Nice. Well,
0: I will Mm -hmm. have all of those linked down below. Hey, Dylan, I had an awesome time talking to you, dude. It was a good conversation. Thanks.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for inviting me in.
0: Absolutely. It was nice anytime
1: you want. It was nice to talk about this stuff. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe we can get into gear a little bit more next time. I know we just kind of had like a a large (laughs) overview of everything, really. Yeah. Tis the first podcast interview as a guest. So, you know, you kind of got to get all that out of the way first. For sure. But, hey, for all of you guys, appreciate you listening. Uh, For Dylan, we're going to go ahead and end this podcast, and we will check you guys next week on Hand Home Podcast.